Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Throwing Up Bricks podcast, episode 31. We're here on a Wednesday morning. It is September 30th. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my brother Jake and Jerome. Say hey, guys. Here you go. What up? And uh, yeah, I'll be doing the fact for today because today is a momentous day for a lot of reasons. Today is, uh, among other things, it is National Podcast Day. So happy National Podcast Day. Yay. Uh, It's also my brother Jacob's birthday. Happy birthday, Jake. Thank you. I'm not counting this year because of the whole COVID thing. I think we're just going to skip this one. Wait, hold on. So if it's Jake's birthday and it's National Podcast Day, Jake, are you actually a podcast? Yeah, are you? <laughs> I mean, once the simulation is over, I guess we'll all find out. <laughs> I've never seen you and a podcast in the room at the same time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which pill did you take? Quick, tell me. <laughs> uh, I didn't yeah. take a pill. I took the pod bean. A couple other facts from today. Uh, Babe Ruth hit his 60th home run in 1927 on today. Record stood until Roger Maris hit 61 the, the next year. Uh, also today uh, marks the death of James Dean in 90, uh, 1955. Oof. And Botswana gained its independence from Great Britain today in 1966. So nice. momentous day. For James podcasts. Dean is the is the the like sausage guy, right? No, that's, that's Jimmy, Jimmy Dean. Dean. Oh, okay, All right. <laughs> that's well. the opposite of Jimmy Butler. That's that's James. Don't call me Jimmy Dean. Okay, well, <laughs> either way, two <laughs> tremendous people. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Congrats to all those amazing things, and happy birthday to my little brother. Thank you, so, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we do have some basketball-related stuff to talk about. I say some. There's really not a lot. Nothing has changed much since uh, we last spoke. And we'll have our first game tonight, actually, of the finals, Lakers versus Heat. So that'll be exciting. We'll have a lot of lot of new stuff to talk about on Friday. But oh, yeah. before we get to what we do have planned for today, let's uh, let's do our housekeeping. Housekeeping. Thanks. And as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so via email. At throwing up bricks jj at gmail.com. That is throwing up bricks jj at gmail.com. Pod name followed by a jj. No periods, no spaces, no ampersands, just the pod name, then jj, then at, then gmail, then dot, then com. Jake, where can they find us? Podbean and <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Alexa. Tune in. Are we on the YouTube or? No, no, we didn't get that. All right. We got to get them up here to film that sometimes. That's my birthday gift to you. I'm going to let you figure out how to do that. All right. Can't wait. Can you you bleep out that burp? Just because I think it would be really funny. Just a random bleep. (laughs) I guess we'll see. We'll see, listeners. (laughs) If you heard a bleep or a burp, you may not know what we're talking about. (laughs) Uh, All right. So let's uh, let's jump into the podcast then. Well, we still have our wits about us, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, let's hit it. Yeah. All right. All right. I got to well, throw this out there before you get started. I know we're not right. really going to talk about Lakers. Um, we're off the rails um, already. Heat. But uh, so if you would have told me ten years ago when the when the Lakers last won a championship, ah, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Enjoy it. But in 10 years, you guys are going to be back here in the finals. I'd be like, wow, really? And you're like, yeah, with LeBron James. Oh, that's a little weird. And Rajon Rondo. But he plays for the other team. And Dwight Howard. Everybody hates him. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's, it'd be it's, quite uh, weird if you and told it's in us a bubble and you can't sneeze on people and there's a celebrity as president. It's just a weird thing. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, I and we have another fun. mom on our team, but he's bald. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, now that you put it like that, it's kind of like that's kind of what the Knicks were trying to do is make a two, 2010 team. It's just the, <laughs> the, exactly. the Lakers were the lake. That's what they've been trying to do for a long time. Uh, but the Lakers actually did it successfully. They got mellow that year, I think, right? Or, mm-hmm. or I think maybe year? that's why. Yeah. They say when uh, a celebrity is stuck in the time frame that he got famous, maybe the Knicks got stuck in 2010. She's like, oh, we finally got a real free eight, like a real star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just got stuck in 2010. <laughs> there is a crazy video it. of like DMX in like 2015, like not knowing what Google was. Just because he got famous before it was really a thing. Yeah, so just really weird. Use it, yeah. yeah, that's a way to live—the whole off the grid kind of thing. I think that's more enjoyable. I bet. Yeah. God, did you guys know? God, 2010 was when that that massive Haiti earthquake happened. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my God, that feels like it wasn't that long ago. It does. Ten years. Yeah. Wow. Ten years. That is pretty whack. Remember Jesus. 2012? Everybody was freaking out. We were gonna yeah. die. Yeah, for no real reason other than the Mayan calendar or whatever. Because the Mayans don't get count to 3,000 or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, they just got tired. They were like, yeah, I'm done. This will freak eh. somebody out in the future. But we don't really care. Uh, <laughs> maybe when they were making the calendar, they got conquered. By... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was oh, etching. He was, he was almost done yeah. with 2013 and then boom. I mean, Genocide. I like to believe it's it's like, more whoa. like uh, Monty Python, Who's white guy? the Holy Grail, or like <laughs> the the artist is sitting down to do the calendar and he, he just has dies a heart of a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, enough dilly dally. <laughs> yeah, all right, I kind of derailed the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, all we had on the docket. This is a pitiful script. If you could see it, listeners, you would laugh at us. There's like five lines on this script. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Line number two, I guess. Doc Rivers Clippers exit. And a possible new destination? Question mark. Um, so, for you that don't know, uh, Doc Rivers uh, was the coach of the Clippers, and then this whole collapse happened. He became the first coach in history to lose three separate playoff series when his team was up three-one. And yeah, they uh, that partnership has dissolved. I'm not exactly sure how it went down. Like I, I don't know the exact wording they used. Whether it was like he was fired or he just wasn't going to be brought back. I don't know the contract situation. I think he was still under contract. So I think it was like a, at the very least it was a mutual decision. I know they like to bandy that term around a lot when coaches are actually just fired. Uh, But regardless of how it happened, he's out. He's no longer. um, Yeah. He's no longer the GM slash coach of the Clippers. And that's a big change. That's a huge change for a team that was, you know, considered a title contender or the title favorite for most of the season, really, right? So, had he been, how a, long had he been there? Had it been like since for almost 20, a decade? 20, yeah, twenty eleven, something like that. Yeah, probably around there. He was there before the Chris Paul trade, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he had the one year before yeah. Chris Paul. So he must have left the Celtics after the their loss in the finals, I guess. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty bizarre. You're right. I think yeah, it was his decision. I just don't think he wanted. I don't know. I think Paul George just ruined the story 20... franchise that is the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to look up the exact the exact date. Doc Rivers joined the Clippers in 2013. Um, oh wow, okay. That was oh, okay. Off. Yeah, he, Chris was Paul was already year. there. Then. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was. Oh, yeah. That was Vinny Del Negro, right? Ooh. Yeah. Coaching that. Right. Where has he been? Eh, he's on know. a yacht somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But, yeah. So, he's out. Balmer will now presumably start looking for the next coach of Kawhi and the Georgettes. Um, so, the first we'll fatality of Preacher Peace uh, speech has... Come to fruition. <laughs> yeah. who's, the, who's the next domino to fall? I know it's early, and I know they've got so much talent, but I, I don't know. I don't see them coming back from this. This is pretty ugly. Yeah. Does this? Um. Sorry, I'm still chewing my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Does this uh, indicate any any sort of schism in the organization over? Like the returning players, like Montrez re-signing him, um, maybe some other players that they have yeah. on expiring deals, like because they have a lot of free agents really coming up here. Yeah, I um, think a couple, of them, maybe not all of them, but some of them leave. They're like, why? Why are we not getting the money that Paul George is getting when he sucks? Right, but even yeah. more so, I'm wondering if maybe Doc Rivers just had a disagreement with Steve Ballmer on like where the money should go if they really should re-sign the whole team. If I were maybe. to hazard a guess, as I'm not on the inside of this organization, thank God, but. If I were to hazard a guess, I would say that Doc Rivers probably wants to bring his squad back and just get another year. Um, and maybe Balmer saw the the failure here and thought that was not a good idea, and that was a fundamental disagreement, and maybe the straw that broke the camel's back is it yeah. worked. I'm um, sure they all thought that way, but it's kind of like that thing where you're going to clean your room, and then your mom's like, clean your room. You're like, well, now it's the last thing I want to do. That's kind of what happened. They all were ready to run it back, and then Paul George comes in, and he's preaching them, and they're like, you know what? Screw this guy. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it because I want to, not because you tell me to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. It's, but yeah, especially as seemingly fed up as everyone had already been with Paul George at that right, point. Right. Yeah. So that partnership's dissolved. I don't know where Doc goes, but most likely he gets another job very, very quickly. Um, I mean, his reputation may take a little bit of a hit from this, but. On the whole, he's still considered a very, very good coach, and his teams are often more successful than not, you know, the majority of the time, right? So I don't think this will impact his legacy too much. Um, the question is twofold for me. Now, who is the incoming new coach? You know, who are the candidates, and where does Doc land? Um, I'm going to say Ty Lu is the new coach, just because he's okay. been there, and uh, he's a proven coach. And I, I hear that Doc is interviewing with the 76ers, I think. Okay. Um, so that's a possible destination. He's going to get a job. I don't think, I don't oh, think yeah. he's going he's gonna to be out of the market this year. Uh, but my bet is Ty Lue. Yeah. I think, I think he definitely goes back east. Like It's definitely the easier path to, to you know, at least getting to the playoffs. Um, I think maybe, maybe the Pacers, because uh, you really don't want to go – like you go to the 76ers, they already kind of have chemistry issues. Um, do you really want to leave one chemistry issue team for another? Um, well, he's a good he's a good ego guy, though. That is true. He's dealt with a lot of that. That's um, true. And also, didn't we hear that um, Mike D'Antoni was basically it was his job to turn down the Sixers the, the job? Sixers job? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. Hmm. I mean, I guess and, that information changes with Docker's availability, right? But yeah, I don't know. the other thing with the Sixers is, do you really want to be going up against you know Toronto and Boston? Like, if you're, you're I feel like you'd rather be you know in the Pacers uh, division. Like, I think True. the Heat are in there, possibly. I don't really, True. 
remember how the as much as divisions matter, yeah. you know? does anybody yeah. know anything about divisions in basketball <laughs> you, just have to play, you have to play them more like if you if you, yeah, can, you, yeah. do, you play them four times play the right? celtics and the toronto raptors more that's probably a good thing so you do point. and it's like the eighth tiebreaker in terms of playoff seating like, oh and the, the nets record. and the nets next year too <laughs> true that's a bad that, that is wild i forgot about that seating thing so if you're in a crappy conference and you you would be seated seventh uh, but you won your conference. You'd be seated no lower than fourth. Is that fourth, how it works? Your third? I think it's something. I think like they that, may yeah. have done away with that, but I'm not sure. Let's just do away with the whole division thing. Who, who cares? Yeah, it really doesn't matter in basketball. Um, at least speaking not, of, know, I mean, I know we're getting off football, getting off track. But what do you guys think of just one through sixteen? Um, go ahead, Jay. I, I think this was their chance to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't, which I like. I well, that's another discussion for another day. Our argument of how legit this title is, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of intriguing, but at the same time, it's it's at this point, it's ingrained into the fiber of the NBA, the two conferences. Okay. Uh, but hey, you could move into a new era of the NBA post COVID, brand new thing. It's like you know the modern era with Magic and and Bird, and now you got this new. Neo era or whatever you want to call it, but uh, I think it'd be more exciting for sure. Well, I think a simple fix is that you don't go full one through 16. You do your standard um, at the top, you know, conference uh, separation, but you basically take the last four people in. So like the eight and seven seeds from each conference and you make them four wildcard spots. That could be a team from any conference. Ooh. Oh, right. So then you have the top six from each conference. Yeah. And then, and then you just have your wildcard. I like that. Um, and that way, you know, you'll avoid the whole thing that happens time after time in the West where we have a bunch of teams that are better than the last seed in the East getting in. But yeah, you won't good. necessarily disrupt the seeding at the top that is is kind of driven by conference, right? So you want to keep some semblance of, uh, uh, you know, of yeah, legitimacy. That makes sense. Like but, that. But, but say two Eastern Conference teams win. So one goes to the West and becomes a Western team for the playoffs? Um. Yeah. Yeah, one oh. would go to the West, yeah. It's a little yeah, it's strange. strange. Well, it's yeah, a little I mean, strange, but like, I mean, at least you get the best 16 teams in there, right? Yeah. And it really doesn't matter anyways at the bottom. Those teams are most likely getting eliminated regardless. So it doesn't That's really a great matter point. past yeah. the first yeah. round. So, Yeah, I mean, hey, it's, it looks like it's going to work in football. They expanded the, the the playoffs to get another team in there. Because it's weird if you, you don't – the NBA is okay because it's more than half of the teams make the playoffs. But it's weird if you're in a league where, you know, the only the top, top, top guys get in the playoffs. Then it's like you're – in Cincinnati, you're like, what's the point? What are we doing here? Yeah, I guess that's the push and pull in sports, right? Because from a competitive standpoint, if you think about it, it's kind of dumb that half the teams make the playoffs. That you know, is a little, season. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, then what the heck are we even playing for? Like, you've basically already got a 50-50 shot before you do anything. <laughs> and like, so that's kind of weird. But on the other hand, exactly to your point, Jake, the teams lose interest if they don't have any shot right off the bat. You know, if you're such a bad team that you don't have a chance in hell at one of the top four spots and those are the only people that get in, then why would you try the rest of the year? Yeah. So you need to have a yeah. deep, you know, pool of people that make the playoffs for that reason. So it's a push and pull for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause they, they yeah, they, they want to try to, you know, eliminate the, as they've already tried to as much as they can eliminate the tanking, but yeah, yeah. they they've tried for sure. I think um, they've succeeded. I mean, the way they, they've changed it. It's like, you don't, you know, there's no really point in tanking now. If you suck, you're going to suck. There's no point in, doing all that for only a 14% chance at the top pick. 
Yeah, there's no point in, in really, really tanking, you know, to the degree that the Sixers have in years past, right? Where they yeah. just put the absolute worst team they could possibly field out there. Um, and it worked out. Did it? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess it didn't work out. I mean, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. They are now more relevant than a lot of teams that have, you know, let's talk about the Kings or the Pelicans or the, you know, the Suns or whatever, you know, all these teams that are, are still not revel- relevant 10 years later. At least Philly is now relevant. Well, the way um, you got to think about it is they only succeeded half the time, kind of. They got Ben Simmons and Embiid, but they also got Nerlens Noel and uh, what's his name? Uh, forgot how to shoot. Jo- uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, jo- Why can't Okafor, we but, um, yeah, Okafor. Anthony Tolliver. <laughs> no, Okafor. Yeah, so, Okafor. But, no, Okafor. But that's not oh, one of the Okafor guy. Yeah, Okafor, too. He's talking about the guy on Orlando now. Yeah, what's his name? Why oh, can't I remember the Mark, um, I can't um, completely uh, starts with an M. Gonzo Ball. Fultz. Markel Fultz. Yeah. Um, but that's the point of the process. You, you, you tank not because you're assured to c- grab the best players every draft, but because you're assured of a chance, mm-hmm. a bite of the apple. You might but man, say. three centers in a row. Yeah. Questionable <laughs> drafting. <laughs> I mean,. I guess it worked out because they all flamed out except one of them. So maybe they needed yeah. to take that you many. But... Superstars, I guess. But man. yeah, what was the most efficient process? Not the Should most efficient, but it uh, it got them here, and they are now, you know, except for this year, really, they've been a contender. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they yeah. almost beat the champs last year. I'd give them a solid B plus on the whole for the process, the results. The process itself was rough for those fans. I'm, I'm sorry yeah. for those fans, but they got here. And now we'll see what they do, you know, going forward. So somewhat related to that, uh, we talked about it on a previous pod. And I kind of want to bring it up now in the light of all uh, these coaching changes and the rumors of who's going to the Sixers and who's not and all this stuff. Where do you think Oladipo lands now, given this information? And do you think... Because I threw out Philly as a name, right? At the end of last podcast, Jake brought up the Oladipo news, and we just quickly threw out some teams. Yeah. I think um, Jerome – wait, who did you mention, Jerome? Did I said uh, Milwaukee. 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 And Jake, you thought it was going to be – I already forgot. Um, I forgot as well. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> so I sounded pretty I, convinced, but I guess not. Um, <laughs> I only I remember that one, I brought I up the Sixers because I thought D'Antoni was, was the obvious heat? choice. Did I say the Heat? You may have said the Heat. Let's go with that. Let's go with the Heat. Okay. So yeah. um, I'm not or did you say completely familiar. Is is he a free agent or would it has to be a trade? I, I think, think he's, he's a free he's agent. He's opting out. Yeah, he had a player option. That's what it was. Okay, he's opting out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where you guys land on that and where you think he's now going to go. Do you think this influences at all? Do you think the coaching – uh, decision for many of these teams would would sway him either way. I mean, as a guard in the NBA, you probably would love to play in a D'Antoni system, right? I yeah. mean, you've seen what freedom it allows guys like James Harden and Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. So, yeah, I mean, I I, um, I think that they're definitely looking for coaches. You don't want to go to a place with no coach, and then you get right. like a coach that's really bad fit for you. Um, so I think I think these free agent guys. I mean, Old Depot, another one, but they're definitely looking to see where the coaches end up. But I think the coaches are looking where these free agents end up too, to a certain extent. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. Yeah. 
little chicken bit. or the egg scenario here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my prediction. I think D'Antoni is going to end up being the guy for the Sixers. Okay. Um, and I think that's where Depot goes, even though I don't think they should pay him because I think it'll just be <laughs> another Tobias Harris. But <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Sixers and uh, and Milwaukee are both teams that really need what Oladipo can do, and already have, and they're a good fits for him because they already have, you know, established superstars. Um, where it seemed like well, one thing Jake was saying last time is he, that was one of the issues he had it was, you know, a little bit of the, too much pressure on him and, and yeah. Pacers, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty, yeah, that's a good point. He'll probably go somewhere where there's a, a star and he can be a complimentary star. Yeah, and that's probably at this point a, a, the best fit for him anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't think he is Even going to peak, be that I guy. I don't think he was a yeah. 1A type of guy. No. Not for a, you know, a legit team. Yeah. I mean, we only had like one and a half years of a peak, which is just yeah. crazy to think about. But, yeah, because basically like when, when he left OKC, that was his... Yeah. Basically, like he had that year that he blew up with Indiana. And then, I mean, that was it. Yeah. And do you remember what his blow up was? 24 points a game? Not even. 23 points, five boards, four assists. Yeah. that We considered that a blow up. Well, because I think he was le- he was the best yeah. player on a team that was end up being really good. And, and he was expected yeah. to be trash. And he was a lockdown defender. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing Which a lot is of the things. case no longer. He is now being blown by with regularity. But, you know, maybe that's the health thing. Maybe he gets healthy. Yeah. Who knows? And, I mean, I devastating think. injuries do take some time to come back from. Like, Paul George, it, dip, it took him some time to come back. It did. Um, that's true. Especially yeah, the like, a lot of, like stuff in basketball. A lot of hype around a dude whose career averages are 17, 4, and 3. All right. We get it. You hate the guy. <laughs> I don't hate him. I like him as a person. I just think... If you pay him max money, you're going to regret it. I think I, I'm just angry that we pay max money to a bunch of guys now. We just we throw max money at everybody. Luol we throw it to Tobias Harris. We throw it at Luol Dang. We throw it at like literally everybody. We just throw money at people, and it Smitty and then it Mom's hamstrings God. franchises. And it's like, stop. Unless the yeah, guy it, is a top 15 player in the league, you should not pay him a max salary. Like that's it. Hmm. Well, yeah, if you don't spend that money, where's it going to go? Well, then you use your money on other guys. Then you pay someone like Malcolm Brogdon twenty million a year, and then you get great contributions from him. Like, I don't know. Like, I just think there's smarter ways that a lot of teams could use their money, and they just refuse to because they all want a star. And I get it, but like sometimes it's better to just pay your one star and get a bunch of great players. Look at what you know Milwaukee has done. Maybe they didn't win the championship, but they've been successful for the last three years because they have their guy, and then they get a bunch of other dudes around him. That's true. But um, especially as a small market team, if you don't throw the max at these guys, they're just going to go somewhere else. They are. You won't won't even have a chance at getting a guy like that. I don't know. Sometimes I think not having a chance at that guy is the better outcome. It's better. Taking the chance on that guy and ending up with Tobias Harris. (laughs) Yeah, that was a bad contract for sure. Anyways, we got really uh, distracted from the coaching talk that we were trying to <laughs> focus on there. But oh yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's somewhat tied in a little bit. Yeah. You know, a little bit there. Um, 
we, we have one more line on our, our really long script here. <laughs> we were supposed to talk about broadcasting crews. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly buoyed by the fact that it's not going to be any deviation from the norm in the finals here. We're going to have the classic Breen Van Gundy Jackson trio commenting all the finals games. So first of all, how do you guys feel about that trio in general? Yeah, like, I think it's fine. I mean, I like it. They, they yeah, have good I chemistry. Like they say some dumb stuff, but they, yeah. they, don't, they don't distract me from the game ever. No. Their voices, I guess because they've been doing it so long that their voices just kind of hang in the background for me and I'm watching the game. Whereas uh, some other people, it's like all you can hear, like Chris Webber and Reggie Miller. That's all <laughs> I can hear. And it makes me want to mute the TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bre- Breen, you know, you got to have Breen. Yeah. You gotta have Breen. have Breen. He's a good choice. I just wish he had different people around him. I've told you guys, I wish Doris was on the call with him. Yeah. I think that'd be a good combo, but she's been relegated to ESPN radio, which is, I think, a waste of her talents. I think she's by far one of the better commentators in the game right now. Cause she, she, I don't know how much you guys have listened to her broadcast, but like she actually calls out people. She says it how it is. Like, you know, when the, the refs always come in and, and they get what's his face to come in from New York and, and talk about the ref's decision. And, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and she, she calls him, him out. Yeah, she yeah. puts him on the spot, puts him on blast. Like, oh, no, you know that's is, a bad call. That guy is nothing but a company show. He yeah, stalls until the refs sure. make their decision. He says, yep, that's the right decision, in fact. And this is why. Yeah, Tim Donaghy. <laughs> right? It's not Tim Donaghy. That's the, <laughs> that's the, <laughs> no, Jake. That's the the bribe dude or the the, the fixing games guy, Tim Donaghy. Who, uh, that guy got ah, yeah. he had to have gotten banned for life, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you good guy though. <laughs> yeah, no, not a, not great. He helped the uh, Lakers <laughs> win. That's for sure. No, like... that is true. I can't deny that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, she calls him out and she like uh, says that it is. So I like that that refreshing take instead of just like, oh, big surprise. The the old ref agrees with the current ref. So, like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, whatever. Um, I also find Mark Jackson really annoying and Van Gundy gets there more and more with every game. Although at least Van Gundy still has his humorous moments as his old yeah. crotchety man. Right. Like that's his stick. But it, yeah, yeah, it works. Well, I, I think Van Gundy, I heard he's in the running for a coaching job and I forgot which one. But oh, is he really? Yeah. You forgot which Van Gundy or which no, uh, job? Which he is rumored to be a target for the Houston Rockets. There we go. And where he used to coach, also. I mean, he's been a target for coaching rumors for literal years. Yeah, I, I don't. I think he's, he's also done. a target for the Clippers, supposedly. Um, and those are the two main ones. So this is Jeff, not Stan. Correct, Jeff. Yes. Are there any he, hasn't, he hasn't coached since the Rockets. That was his last coaching stand. Yeah. That was like but that was dude, the, O's, the O's Rockets, like the late yeah. O's Rockets. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of coaches out there on the coaching carousel that, you know, we've talked about them in past pods and we've talked about them a little bit today. Um, mm-hmm. so, so someone I've heard his name thrown around a couple of times these past few years. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you guys think about him. Chauncey Billups, I've heard a lot. Do you think mm, he would be? Yeah. He'd be a good he, coach. I don't know. He's an executive right now. He doesn't he? have. Um, Is like he? he doesn't have coaching experience. He has GM experience, right? Or front yeah. office experience. That's what um, I meant. Yeah, front office. Okay. Yeah. So it's. 
I don't know. I, I'm always conflicted on former players. I feel like they get chances way before other people, and I don't know if it's deserved. Like the Steve Nash thing, we kind of talked about it like that, right? Yeah. Like he hadn't even held any sort of coaching role, like assistant or otherwise. The yeah, most he was he's done with like that kind of counts. Yeah, player development. Well, I mean, he was like a consultant basically to the Warriors. Yeah. He wasn't like on the sidelines during the games and coaching and stuff. So like. I just think it's a little weird when they they take former players simply because of how they played and what they you know what they like about the player, um, and they you know they skip over people who've yeah. gone through. I mean, look no further than channels. you know Jason Kidd and uh, and Derek Fisher. Right, like basically right out of the league, those guys got hired. Yeah, like it was. I don't know. I feel really conflicted with that. Yeah, but, Javale um, McGee would make a good coach. <laughs> Javale McGee. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> Rondo well, actually will make a good coach, I think. So what is let me ask I don't you know about that, guys. Well, I think he's that's the thinking that people get sucked into. Yeah. Point. They're like, oh, he's a smart basketball player. He's gonna make a good coach. And it's like maybe, but like we don't know because he's never coached. It's I mean, not the same. Was there anyone that lecture people? If if that idea would have worked for anyone, it should have worked for magic. And it didn't. And yeah. idea Thomas, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Thomas. And exactly. They were garbage. So yeah. So let me let me put a different spin on it. Which is the most appealing coaching vacancy to you guys? So let me let me list the coach the the vacancies now for, for the teams. Okay, you're gonna say New Orleans before I even give you the list, which is not a bad idea. But so the Clippers are obviously now available. The New Orleans, like you mentioned, Jake. OKC. Remember Billy Donovan left, um, and, and the Bulls tagged him immediately and took him. Um, so now the Bulls are off the market. The Sixers' job is open. Uh, the Rockets obviously is open. Uh, the Pacers, so like those are the six jobs right now, still still available, given this news. So, Jake, are you sticking with the Pels as the most attractive position? Yeah, just <clears throat> sorry, just for me, um, it's a it's a position where you're perfectly set up. All the pieces are in place for a developing contender. You've got a superstar in the making. You've got uh, young guys yet to reach their potential. You got a guy that most improved player. You know all that. Um, I just think it's the perfect spot for a coach who, who's ready to, who's ready for the challenge. You can't just go in there expecting to win immediately. It's not like the Sixers or the Rockets, maybe, where you're automatically a contender. Uh, but if I was a coach, that that would be the most. I could put my stamp on that team. You know, they they haven't formed their identity yet. You know. Really? Okay. How about you, Jerome? Because I have a very different opinion. Um. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. I mean, I think some people like it. People might say the Rockets, but I think the problem with the Rockets is the the GM is so kind of set in what they want to do. Like the, the whole front office is set in what they want to do. Like I don't know how much control you have as a coach necessarily. Um, so I think in terms of as a coach, I wouldn't really want to necessarily go to the Rockets, even though obviously the talent is, is really good there. Um, and I was saying earlier about, you know, the kind of the weakness of the Eastern Conference. However, if you're trying to compete, the top end is tough to break through. Like you see Miami right now, um, the Nets next year, like KD's in the East now, like that's, that can be scary. Um, so I was, I was thinking maybe Pacers just based on kind of the weak, the weakness, but um, especially losing all the depot, you don't really know exactly how they're going to be next year. So honestly, I'm thinking maybe the thunder uh, because of the strength of the front office. Like they obviously, like yeah. he's 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 kind of just been schooling everyone in these trades. Yeah. Um so many assets. 
young players, um, like even even like we're assuming Chris Paul is probably going to be gone. Um, but even still, like kind of for similar reasons to uh, what Jake was saying for the Pelicans, like they have good young players um, and even more so than the Pelicans, like they have a really great front office. Yeah. And I think that's that's huge when you're looking at a, a young team. You want to know, all right, I got a front office that can go out. They can go out and get that big free agent or um, they can they know how to draft, you know. So I think I think the Thunder might be the most attractive to me as a coach. God, this is interesting because like I, I like all the points you guys made, first of all. I'm just very surprised that the Clippers never came off either your tongues ever in any of those discussions. And I guess I understand it. I guess you're both probably looking at it from a come in and be there for a long term sort of deal. Right. And that's the mm-hmm. perspective, you're t- which I don't think is the wrong way to look at it either. Um, I'm just surprised why neither of you even, you know, thought it was necessary to mention the Clippers who literally have Kawhi Leonard literally as currently built were predicted to be the finals favorite. Like why wouldn't you not want to come into a team who's basically built has arguably the best player in the game and can compete for a title from the get go next year. I got two words for you. Playoff. I have two True. more words for you. Preacher P seemed <laughs> to really rub people the wrong way. I don't um, know. So you guys think Paul George is that much of a deterrent? Well, I think for I think for the team, you don't know you don't know what they're going to come back with. Yeah, they have a lot of free agents, and you saw like the chemistry chemistry issues are so tough to deal with as a coach. Um, so I think I think that that's a big a big deal, and. Um, I mean, what's the front office going to look like? Doc Rivers was the GM, like the so who's the next guy up? Like, how is he going to be? Is he going to be any good? Like, I don't know. It's tough. World be yeah. free. I get all that. I get all that for sure. But I don't know. In my mind, it seems like the surefire home run of all these things. Um, you already have the talent that you need locked up. Like Kawhi is in place for next year. Paul George will be in place probably for next year. Like you have the basis of your team and sure there's a lot of free agents. You'll have to resign you'll have to choose who to resign all that stuff, but you have the core wing, you know, uh, two star players that will, will give you a chance to compete for championships immediately next year. Whereas sure. Some of these other teams have, have really good pieces. You know, Zion is amazing. It'd be great to start your coaching tenure with him at the helm, be able to mold him as you want. Um, you mentioned the Pacers who were always a contender and the expectations are maybe not as high as some of these other franchises. Um, these are all great points. And, you know, the Thunder, who have a bunch of assets to work with, right? But if I'm a coach, those are all promising but uncertainties. Whereas the Clippers, with Kawhi, you're pretty much guaranteed a shot at the conference finals almost, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. How are you not guaranteed maybe, that? That's yeah, how maybe, next, maybe year. next year. But they're both, they the both these guys. This year. I said a shot at the conference finals, i.e. the round before. And they had it. They were up three um, one. Uh, I but, guess I just could look at it objectively and just you have to wear that stupid polo with those weird colors. My God, the, the, prob- <laughs> the problem, the objective look. <laughs> the problem with the Clippers is you. You mentioned it. These guys are on one year deals. They're, they can bounce after next year if you don't win. And what are you left with? They can You're both left with a go. fat contract and possibly a ring. Possibly. Look, it, they're never going to win anything. They're never going to advance to the conference finals because they are the Clippers. That's I'm superstitious, I guess. 
I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. A little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> but I guarantee you there's not a coach in the NBA who hasn't had that in the back of their mind. That franchise is cursed. But yeah, I mean, for and next I year, for next year, it's a good spot. But beyond that, who knows? I think that's you made good point. There's so much, there's so much uncertainty. For the beyond that, who knows? But like, that's certain of any franchise, right? Beyond that, maybe Zion gets injured every single year, and then you're stuck with a horrible Pelicans franchise. Yeah, you got Marty Grom, Gumbo. But that that's why that's why I went with the Thunder because their front office is so good. Their front office is good, but like. Also, all their assets are these, you know, we, we say they have a bunch of assets, but really they have a bunch of kind of mid to late lottery picks. Yeah. Right. At best. And then but a bunch of sho- really, they've really shown late that they can, that they can get the, get the guys. They have, but it's rare guys. that a franchise is relevant for this long. Right. Like as good as they've shown to be, it's, it's been shown that basically outside the Spurs, it's impossible for any franchise to maintain relevance every single year. Right. So you can't really you can't necessarily what I'm saying is you can't bank on them just automatically nailing all their picks. Right. Or That's trading true. all their picks for the perfect guy. Like I I just think there's so much uncertainty in the league that you have to pounce on every single certain thing that you have. And Kawhi Leonard is basically the only chip on any of these teams that is certain. Like he alone doesn't even matter who's around him. He gives you a shot at like the second round at a minimum. Right. Yeah, nothing. Everything's the only things that are certain are death, taxes, and the Clippers exiting out in the second round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, those are good points. Yeah, those are very good points. Can't argue with that. But yeah. still sticking with the Pelicans because you got with the Pels, all right. Three hundred pound uh, leaper guy over there. We are Americans. We're gonna stick to our points no matter what. <laughs> so, I mean, whoever funny. gets Le- Leandro Ball is gonna be the real winner. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get that Leangelo. middle ball, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, isn't Leangelo the one that's? Oh, no, see that's the, the middle one. Lamelo's up. Lamelo's oh, up. Lamelo is the young one. Yeah, Leangelo is the thief. Got him. Leangelo's the runt of the family. Poor guy. I think he's actually the biggest though, which is yeah. weird. <laughs> it must really suck to be that guy. Two, his brothers are going top two in the draft, and he's—I don't know what he's doing. He's playing in the the, JB, the JNBA, so yeah. <laughs> He's playing the big baller league, triple B. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's weird because like he was never the most touted of the three brothers, right? Mm-hmm. But in my mind, none of them should be this touted. So I, <laughs> Lonzo had the right to be coming out of college. He was in high yeah. school. He was the best high school player in his class, and he was a pretty phenomenal college player. And he's not the he's not the worst NBA player. It's fun, easy to make fun of him. He can't shoot, but he's he's a good player. You can't say he's not a good player. Yeah, he he has he has good. Uh, he has a lot of good. Uh, I would say he is a league average player right now. I would not say he's yeah a good yeah. Player. Okay, there you go. But he's 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 got a higher ceiling than he's at right now. Yeah, that's not that's gonna fair. Be a star. He's going to be a solid player. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I mean he's not the worst pick everyone's ever made. Anthony Bennett. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, he might not, not even be the worst pick. I know we've talked about this, but we have talked. Yeah. That was a crappy draft. Darko. Yes, the that one. is the worst pick of all. Time. Yeah, because there was actually things you could have got instead of him. That were Imagine Carmelo on that. I would take Dwayne Wade. That two thousand four Pistons yeah. team. I mean, anybody. You couldn't have gone wrong with any Chris of the other Bosch. picks. Yeah, Chris Bosh. That was a, a very Kangsian pick right there. Wally the, Zerbiak. The Pistons. 
Well, yeah, even Wally would have helped. I mean, at least he would have given them some shooting depth. He wasn't in that draft. draft. No, he uh, was. Like I just, 96. Oh, I he just wanted to bring right. him up. Okay. <laughs> Anthony Bennett. Oh, the Depot went second in the Anthony Bennett draft. Yeah. The last. And that was the Giannis draft, Indiana. right? That was the Giannis draft, wasn't it? I think let's let's hold your horses. I think we should um, we should define it as the Alex Len draft, please. Just be respectful. <laughs> <laughs> was he fifth overall? Was he that? Yeah. High? Yeah. Wow. Whatever yeah, happened that to Alexi Schved? Draft. Do you guys remember Alexi Schved? Yes, Mister Mister uh, Layup over the backboard for the Knicks. Yes, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of dudes that just kind of disappear. Like they're they're brief sparks, and everybody gets excited about them. And then, like the next year, it's like, wait, who? Who was that guy again? It's so bad. It's Michael a weird. Porter, it was weird. pretty. Weird. It was a pretty weird. Not Michael Porter Jr. What's that guy? <laughs> Michael Carter. You know, Michael Carter, Michael Carter Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. No, What's I got you. I know who you're talking about. Oh, CJ McCollum <laughs> was that draft. Siege. That's Ooh. an underrated pick. He's probably like the third best in that draft, right? Yeah. CJ was went tenth. Maybe second. I mean. What? Got, I would take CJ Steve, over Oladipo. You got Steven Adams in the draft, Dennis Schroeder. Ooh. Rudy Gobert. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, no, he's not better than well, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, right. Rudy's better. Rudy's better. You're right. Mason Plumley. There's some pretty solid guys in the draft. Plumley, yeah, that's the, the real hidden gem there. Ben McLemore. The, oh, my God. KCP was in that draft. Oh, my God. KCP. Oh, wow. But yeah, that was the honest draft for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's actually, you know, as you look back, there's like a lot of yeah, solid know, NBA, NBA players. players. Yeah. yeah. You know, Reggie Bullock had a couple T in the NBA. He was decent. Solomon Hill is somehow still on a team. Livio Jean Charles, of course. Yeah. Gorky Jing. <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a guy. Tony Snell. Like, that was a name. Oh, my God. Tony Snell played 25 minutes and didn't record a single stat in an NBA game. He yeah. might be the worst player of all time. Fun Snelly. fact for you, Tony Snell and Kawhi Leonard played on the same high school team. Really? Did they really? Yeah. I mean, Tony Snell was a good shooter. I think that was his only marketable skill, though. The Iverson draft. Colton Iverson, of course. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Alan Crabb. Do you guys remember the Alan Crabb phase? Oh, my God. When he God. got paid a whole bunch of money? He got paid a buttload wow. by the Trailblazers, and then he sucked. <laughs> So he literally could do nothing but shoot. I heard <laughs> and he, he lost the Red Lobster now. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Withy, remember that? And then, and then Shaq called him Jeff Whitey in the draft. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember that he called him that during the draft? <laughs> yeah, during the draft. I think Shaq was covering classic. it. He called him Jeff Whitey instead of Jeff Withy. <laughs> oh, classic Shaq. I mean, he is a tall white dude, but... I- <laughs> Solomon Hill, uh, Shane Larkin. Oh God, Ryan Kelly, the Ryan Kelly. Oh, Lakers, oh. Laker great. Ryan that Kelly. hurt. Uh, yeah, this is like the this was the Sun draft because you had uh you had Tim Hardaway and you had uh Glenn Rice in the juniors. Oh right, right. Oh, Boyan in this draft. Boyan Dublajevich. <laughs> oh, <laughs> James. Ennis. What, what Boyan that is, but uh. Yeah, not a bad draft. Yeah, uh, but I think we're a little off topic. Let's let's cut it there. We're just kind of rambling now on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and of course, you can't forget can't forget Shabazz Muhammad. Shabazz Muhammad. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we kind of pulled the curtains back because this is basically how we talk. 
off the pod. So <laughs> listeners now know what we do. We just go off on random tangents and talk yeah. basketball. So whatever. You get a glimpse at the process and not the Philly kind. So uh, <laughs> we are going to call it there, or at least I am. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add to this meandering conversation. No, let's, let's quit while we're no. behind. We're here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, not much to talk about, but we managed to for 45 minutes. And we will come back to you on Friday to actually talk some basketball. We will have the first game only, I think. Yeah, only the first game from Ooh, the, the finals matchup. predictions. Yeah, we did some predictions last time, but um, but you for guys game one, for some here, Lakers. Oh, for game one, right? Yeah, I'm talking about for game one. Yeah. Uh, uh hmm. Let's see, can I think of a score? Is a good, a good way to put it. I'm thinking LeBron comes out and asserts his dominance from game one. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's got to be forty point triple double. I think he's gonna. It, I said I said it last, right? but he's gonna be doing the same thing he did in game five. He's coming out. He's scoring, he's assisting, he's rebounding, he's he's putting, you know, putting his stamp on the game. Um, so I'm thinking 40 point triple double. 40 points. For Mr. LBJ. Uh, I mean, that's not a bad prediction. I'm gonna say I'm gonna do really specific prediction though. I'm gonna go LBJ goes for 32, 13, and 8. 32 points, 13 assists, and eight boards. A D goes for uh on 36 points. I'm gonna put him as the highest scorer. And then uh Alex Caruso with three threes. Wow, I, th- I think uh, I think Anthony Davis, LeBron, a win. and Markeith Morris will combine for eighty points, with both of them getting forty and Markeith getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad prediction. <laughs> uh, my uh, prediction is somebody's going to get hit in the nuts because it seems to happen every single game. It does seem, yeah. People better be guarding their Hibberts out there because it is. Uh, <laughs> Like Roy Hibbert, two-time All-Star. What happened to that guy? That's another guy we should have mentioned back on the pod. But no, we can't get in this. We can't go down another rabbit hole. He's okay. got zero point zero rebounds in a playoff game. That's what happened to that guy. That's true. <laughs> well, he should talk to Ben Simmons. They can they can cry about it. Um, all right. Well, that's all for today's podcast. Last words. Get a boo. Lakers are definitely going to win. Get a boo. Amen. Lakers definitely going to win, and we will definitely see you on Friday. I'd be. Peace. <laughs>